0: Hi everybody and welcome to the show today. I'm Ann Russell and we're taking you on a journey of healing and inspiration with my friend Meredith. Uh, Welcome to the show Meredith. Thank
1: you and thanks for having me.
0: Yeah I'm excited you're here. Meredith and I've been friends for a while. We met back in Sedona. Uh, We were just talking probably like eight years ago Something and we connected. Like <laughs> yeah, we connected right away. So Meredith is a professional animal communicator, medium, psychic, teacher and reiki healer. Meredith can cross between worlds and she communicates with the living pets as well as pets that have passed on. And I've always found the work that you do fascinating, and I'm excited to speak to you today. You know, I have animals and my love for animals has been since I was a child. And I always felt like I could communicate with them. But, you know, back then people didn't talk about like, oh, I was talking to my dog and he said this. (laughs) So I want to start there, but let's delve into the heart right away. Um, We're going to start talking about your experience, um, how you started this journey, and often there's a catalyst behind what starts our journey in the healing industry and healing of ourselves. So tell me a little bit about where your journey began.
1: So my journey began early, early, probably when I was like, I first noticed it at 12 or 13, Um, I was riding horses at a show jumping barn and, excuse me, um, I had this little quarter horse named Shortstop. His barn name was Shorty and his show name was Shortstop. And I would get pictures in my head and little mini movies in my head of things. He obviously was trying to tell me, but I didn't know what it was at that time. So I would just dismiss it. and I had, you know, other experiences as a child, like seeing spirits in our in our house, mm-hmm. um, and feeling things that other people couldn't feel, um, and I didn't know what to do with it. And then, yeah, and then as I grew older, it kind of, I think it, I turned it way way down. I don't, I don't know if I turned it off or way way down, but. <clears throat> um like if i saw red flags with a person i would just dismiss it (laughs) you know um and it really didn't come back out until 2003 um when it seemed to happen overnight i started seeing visions on the wall i started to hear clear loud voices in my head Um, my dog was talking to me um and then i had a horse I got back into horses and in, I think 2005 yeah. and my horse was telling me how to ride him, how to use my hands on the reins. And it, I mean, I knew how to ride, but he obviously wanted to be ridden a certain way. <laughs> right. His way. His <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah. um, and he was young. He was off the track. He was. He never got to race, but um, I got him when he had just turned four, and he was my first uh, project horse. Um, he was green, which means he didn't really know a lot, and he was. It was fun.
0: That's awesome. So, can you think back to two thousand and three? Was there something that was going on in your life that was a catalyst for you sort of opening up again?
1: Um I was married to my ex-husband um and he I think at the time had lost another a job and I was stressing out it was bringing on some trauma for me <clears throat> and um I think that's when I opened up spirit thought okay we're going to like push you out of the spiritual closet now. And um, I went to a friend of mine who I'd gotten readings from before. She was a tarot reader, uh, psychic medium. Mm-hmm. And I went over to her house and I explained to her what was happening. And she said, you're not crazy. You're not schizophrenic. Just relax. She said, you're going to be helping people and their animals. So embrace it. Don't be afraid of it. And so... At, but at this time, I was keeping it all a secret from my family, my mm-hmm. ex-husband, my son. Um, so that's how it all started.
0: Yeah, it's, it's amazing when you look back on it, isn't it? It's, it's like, I'm getting chills now. Our stories are very similar. And I find that with a lot of people that I meet. Um, and you and I also share the same birthday, which I think is amazing. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know many people. With my birthday, so that's awesome. I don't either. (laughs) So I want to talk a little bit about, I mean, your journey has been incredibly profound. Um, Sometimes that stress is that catalyst for, you know, we feel so alone and we feel so stuck in this 3D world. And often, you know, spirit is pushing us from behind the scenes. And, and I don't know about you, but for me, I don't do subtlety. So like the little subtle hints don't work. I, I don't sometimes either. need to bang over the head.
1: Me too. Me too. Yeah. And in, so two, can, in 2003, I do, I, I recall, I had a pet sitting and dog walking business. Um, go figure, <laughs> um, And when I was walking the dogs, uh, I would start hearing their voices. And one time I said, you know, I broke into their conversation. I'm like, hey, did you know I can hear you? (laughs) And one of them said, oh, I go, is that okay? He goes, oh, yeah, this is exciting. And they started talking about, you know, stuff about their house and their humans and they're like, Oh, wow, this is exciting. And, um, but I still didn't do anything with it yeah. at that time. Right. But
0: how profound that you were working in with the animals at that time without knowing fully what your purpose was going to be through that experience. Right. Sometimes it's funny, because I've had similar experience when I started opening up to connecting with spirit. And I remember thinking it was almost like you remember, like, uh, the Christmas Carol with Scrooge and ghosts come to visit him. And so like, yeah. they're talking and I can hear them and like, they're talking about me. And I'm like, are they talking about me? <laughs> like, really, am I seeing this or hearing this? And so I want to stress that to people that are watching or listening today on our podcast. Um, A lot of times it does feel like that. It, it feels scary. It feels like you can be losing your mind. Like, right. where am I hearing these things from? And I always say that it speaks different to you. It's not like your ego, right? So it's not like, Am I hearing this, you know, versus you are hearing this. Um, They speak to you very differently.
1: Yes. What I tell spirit and animals, um, if somebody just starts talking to me while I'm sitting at my desk, um, I ask them to identify themselves. Mm -hmm. I say, I'm not going to speak with you if you can't, if you don't identify yourself. And so they do most of the time. Sometimes I hear, no. I'm like, okay, bye. Then you can leave. <laughs> right.
0: Right. Um, yeah, that's an, you know, I'm very feeling too. So I'm clairsentient. So I feel a lot and I always stress to my clients, the importance of how an energy feels when it comes into, too. So there's different ways of intuiting information. So you may hear it or, you know, like you asked them and they said, no, okay, then I don't want to connect with you. I feel exactly. it. I always feel like if it's a lower vibrating frequency, the difference that it feels for me, I feel it more. I'm more nervous. I'm more anxious. I start to sometimes get sick if it's a really um, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. So there's different ways to intuit all of that information, which you know, when I started my journey, I didn't know any of this. (laughs) I didn't have the support that's available now. Um, You're similar? I didn't
1: either. I didn't either. Like, I struggled finding somebody who would support and encourage me because my family wasn't so open to what I was doing. They, they called me crazy. They mocked me. They laughed at me. (laughs) I'm like, okay, but I'm not going to stop what I'm doing. Like, I love talking to spirit and talking to animals. So I'm sorry if you don't understand it.
0: Yeah, I still have a hard time. You know, there's people that don't understand it. But for me, and I know there's certain family members that are scared to death of it. But for me, um, after my son crossed, you know, I've always said that, when you lose a child, like that's my son, I would never be afraid of my son. Um, when you experience right. something like that, that sort of gives me comfort in knowing that he's always there. That was a big catalyst for me and my evolution of my growth. How vastly different I changed after that experience with, you know, losing a child.
1: i <clears throat> I understand. I've lost um, a child too. I have a daughter on the other mm-hmm. side. She would be.
0: 33. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's life-changing. And so such events or catalysts for growth. Um, Do you have any insight you can share with our listeners today um, for somebody that's sort of struggling in this space, not having support from their family, or just feel like they're losing their mind? I mean, I remember the first time I was in Sedona and I found Roz, who was also now transitioned I know Roz. Mm -hmm. And I I went to her office because I was sitting on a mountain meditating and I heard, go see Roz at Sedona Soul Sisters. And I had never heard of Sedona Soul Sisters or Roz. (laughs) And I was like, this lady's going to think I'm crazy walking in her office and saying I was sitting on this mountain meditating. And this is what I heard. And I tell her and she's like, I'm not going to think you're crazy. I've had these experiences myself. And so for me, that was like, oh, my gosh, like one of the first times that I could connect with somebody that was like, yes, you're not losing your mind. They could confirm for me um, this is totally normal for you because of who you are. So can you sort of share um, maybe some things that helped you when you were struggling with that feeling of being alone?
1: Um, Yeah, I I already knew a couple of psychic mediums in The South Bay area, so I reached out to them. Um, I went to Barnes and Noble bookstore or Borders bookstore. We had a big Borders bookstore near us um, in Torrance, California, and I would just sit there for hours and, you know, look at these other mediums who had written books and their experiences, and then. As you know, I delved into it more and more, I found there was a crystal shop, um, sacred stone in Redondo beach. And I, I didn't even know it was there. And one day I walked in and the owner, Gustav welcomed me and I said, well, I, how long have you been here? And he said, 30 years. I said, I've never, I never knew this was here. And he goes, please have a seat, hang out. Um, And so I did. Um, You know, he talked with me and he just made me feel comforted and encouraged and supported. And so if you out there, if somebody is out there struggling, find somebody who has been on this path for a few years (laughs) Um, you can contact me. I love helping people when they're in the beginning stages, when they're just stepping out of the spiritual closet. Um, it is for me, I don't think I was that scared. It was more I was curious um, what else there was. Um, I didn't I didn't know about the Akashic records, but then my when my son, my son was in high school at the time. And when he went to school, I'd drop him off and I'd come back to the house and then I would be in school with my spirit team, with spirits on the other side, with the angels. And so the whole time he was in school during the day, I was in school. I was listening, I was feeling, I was seeing things, visions. So yeah, and I love that. Yeah, it really helps to sort of uncover
0: what's beneath, right? Um, Connecting with your higher self, your guides, your angels. I mean, I always say your higher self is your best source of information. A lot of times, a lot of times we don't even trust that, you know, they're telling you, okay, (laughs) you should go here or do this or follow this path. And you're like, what are you afraid? Like, I, I must be hearing things like often, you know, for me, like we said earlier, the hit on the head. Um. I'm one of those types of people that need to be pushed out of my comfort zone because I like my comfort zone. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) So I think for me, it's like, okay, they're like always like, let me push you out. Even my son in spirit, my one girlfriend is like, your son is so hard on you. He's always pushing you. I'm like, that's what I need because if I don't (laughs) have that, sometimes I get into that space of I'll just, you know, sit in my space and I'm very happy. Like I could play up in the ethers all day, I say.
1: Me too. Um, I used to sit there and watch movies or TV back when I first opened up, there was this spirit and he came to me and he's like, I'm your brother's spirit guide. I'm like, so what are you doing here? And he goes, you need help. I'm like, oh, thanks. And he used to sit there and watch TV with me. You know, um, I don't know about other people's experiences, but, um, spirits will jump in my car and ride with me. I mean, I know other mediums that say, oh, spirits don't ride in the car with you. Well, that's your experience, but my experience is different. <laughs> um, Do you find
0: in the car, like, because I know when I drive, I, I don't drive with any music or anything. I'm I don't sort either. Of in that meditative <laughs> state. And so it's very easy then for someone to come in and say, hey, I'm here. I've had, I've had people come into the, the, the passenger seat, too. I'm always like.
1: Yeah, me too. You know, I get identify down by there- yourself. Yeah, I get downloads of information. Like if I'm going to do a session, an animal communication session or a medium session with somebody, I will start getting downloads like the day before or the day of like in the shower, in the car. It's just the easiest way, I guess, for them to connect with me. Because when you're driving a car, you're focused on driving, right? And you're not thinking about anything else. So your mind, like you said, it's kind of in that meditative state, at least for me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're very open. Um, I would always laugh because even before somebody would book a session for a mediumship (laughs) session, I would have a spirit show up in my house and this one time this man came in and we were living in Cottonwood at the time and he was standing at the top of the steps and, you know, I'm here, you know, I'm like, well, you are <laughs> <laughs> You know, and I was like, have your, I always say like, have your person contact me because, you know, I'm yeah. not gonna, first of all, I don't always know if they're not like, Hey, this is Meredith's dad, you know, from the right. Beach or you know, so they're not with all that information. So often I'm like, okay, have your person contact me or find me. And it's funny, because I'm sure you've had these experiences, people will come into my office and say, I don't know how I found you, you just popped up on my phone. (laughs) Or I saw a video of you. And it was just there all of a sudden, I don't know how it happened. I wasn't looking for anything.
1: I tell the animals the same thing. If you Want your person, your human, to have a session with me, um, then they have to get a hold of me somehow, some way, and somehow, some way, they do. I just had a, a client schedule a session this morning, but she texted me the other day and said, "You've been, you know, on my mind a lot, and my partner's dog. You really need to." speak with the dog <laughs> and so it happened mm-hmm. like I don't know how it happens either spirit with wisp- you know is in the human's ear like schedule a session with Meredith schedule a session with Meredith um I don't know how it happens it just happens
0: <laughs> when I see it it's funny because you know I have a lot like Anthony too he's got this sense of humor so a lot of times he gives me um you know, visions. And it's like, it's like the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. You know, somebody's back there like, but, oh, she's going to be at this space at this time. So I want you to pop in this scene for her to see. And, and that's the easiest way for me to like laugh about it and be like, yeah, you're right. Because people who really aren't aware of their intuitive abilities may experience that like as a thought that just pops in. Like, um, if you've ever had like, someone you know, and they're have this urge to move somewhere. And they're like, I don't know. I've never, you know, felt drawn to there or this thought just popped in my head. I get a lot of clients that say this, this thought just popped in my head. And I'm like, oh, interesting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Gee, I wonder who that was.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So can you talk a little bit, how do you establish a connection with an animal? And is it any different than establishing a connection with a human?
1: To me, it's no different from when I connect with an animal um, than a spirit. Um, When I'm connecting with an animal, I tune in, usually with a photo that a client has sent me. And so at the time of the session, I will focus on the photo and I don't know how it happens. I just tune in and it takes like, a second and then I start hearing their voice um, they start sending me pictures and they're like okay I'm here what do you want to talk about um and then I just start asking them questions like do you like to ride in the car um I get first impressions first when I have a client mm-hmm. session and then we get to their questions later so I ask the animal different questions like why are they here with this human in this lifetime? <clears throat> do they? Is there anything they want to tell their human? What mm-hmm. do they need more of? What do they want more of? Like more food, more playtime, more one on one time. Do they have any uh, advice for their human? Um, for their Career or their relationships, and believe it or not, folks, animals are sometimes way smarter than us.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, like you know, I think they get like a a bad rap, like they're just there and they're an animal or they're your pet. I really feel right. like they're you they're your owner, you know, because like yeah. I know when we were on the road, we found our cat and she was only like a baby; she was eight weeks old. Um, I established a connection with her, but I know that she was he brought here with my husband. They have a connection, and that's why she was brought here. But she has really truly been like an emotional support animal for me. But I always laugh because I'm like, she's the owner of the house.
1: Yeah, I remember when you got that kitten. Do you still have her? Yes. Oh, my goodness. She's, um, she'll be three
0: in April. She's Aww. amazing. Uh she's fun. And I think that's what I needed in my emotional healing after the loss of my son, because our dog isn't really that fun. (laughs) He doesn't like to play or anything. So the cat, she likes to play fetch and, and she's really fun. But I know that when I connected with her, it was about the connection that she had with my husband. And that's Mm -hmm. really how we found her. We weren't supposed to be there. We um, were going a whole nother way. We were in Virginia and we were going up north and my girlfriend asked me to come down to Myrtle Beach and meet her and her family. And we couldn't get a, a, a RV reservation anywhere. And we finally found this little one and we had to drive down again to North Carolina. And there she was. And she he found her in the morning <laughs> and he brought her home. And that the rest is history. Like we've had her almost three years. No, and she's so sweet. <clears throat> She is. And, and she's fun. And it's funny because he's like, he just wants to like hold her and squeeze her, you know, and she does not she's not affectionate like that. She's not a cat. She's very independent. She's not a cat that like wants to sit on your lap and cuddle. But when, mm-hmm. you know, he like tries to like, she'll come to you. And I think that's one of his learning curves that he's learned with her. Like, when she's ready to for her some attention, she'll come to you. <laughs> right, right. But it's funny how their language, there's, there's no words that are spoken, right? But their universal language is love. And I just did a post the other day that said there are no words needed when you're speaking the universal language of love because she emits this love frequency. And you automatically are just attracted with that. So even with animals or people, whoever it is, I always find oh. that this universal language
1: we all share is just love. Excuse me, I've had a cold. Everybody. <laughs> That's okay. So, um, yeah, they definitely definitely have their own language, um, and they know I what mean, they want. They do know what they want, and they know what they need. Um, and if your if your house is chaotic. If you're, if there's people arguing in the house, they feel it and they hear it and they understand what is going on. Like if there is a couple that is getting a divorce um, and they have children, but they also have pets, it's not only hard on the children, it's hard on the pets too they have a reaction, they have emotions, just like we do. Um and <clears throat> I was watching uh an Instagram story about this couple, and they they they're travelers <clears throat> and they just bought a house and uh she just found out she was pregnant and she announced it on Instagram stories, and they have three dogs, and she said, Well, the one the one knows, you know, she keeps really close to me. And I'm like, oh honey, all three dogs know you're pregnant. <laughs> Just because they don't show it like the one does, it doesn't mean they don't know. Like they talk amongst each other telepathically and through feelings. So that's how your animals, they try and communicate non-verbally through pictures, through words through feelings. Um, they're always trying to communicate with us. Yeah.
0: We just have to be open to listening, right? Exactly. What advice could you offer to someone then that's trying to understand the communication signals that their pets are sending? Like, you know, I'll give you an easy example would be the dog, right? He wants to go out. He's going (laughs) to go to the door and he's gonna whine and look at the door to go outside. That's an easy signal. But, you know, are there other signals that often pets send and we don't understand?
1: Yeah, they're always trying to send us pictures in our head. They're trying to, they send us words, like either one word or two words. Um, That's easiest for them. What you can do is sit on the floor with your cat, your dog, uh, your turtle, (laughs) Um, and sit on the floor and get real quiet in your mind. And then you tell your animal how beautiful they are, how, how loved they are, and they will feel that from you. And then just ask a simple question, like, what is your favorite treat? And they will send you an answer back, whether it be in a word or a picture. And the first thing that you get, that's it. Don't second guess it. Don't second guess it. (laughs) Like they might, a horse might send you a picture of an apple or a carrot. I know one horse that used to love eating bananas.
0: Yeah, I think that's a big thing because a lot of people get caught up in their minds logically like, oh, that can't be that. That's too simple. Or did I really hear that? Um, Right. Yeah. But I like that you said about preparing to communicate with them, because I think even when you're preparing to communicate with spirit, we get into that quiet place. Um, We get into a loving frequency and we sit in this space that opens our heart and our mind to be able to communicate with them. I think just doing that alone, like they enjoy that one-on-one time too. What did you say?
1: Very much so. If there's like a big family and there's one dog, you know, they might like one-on-one time with the human mom or the human dad, or even a child in the family, you know, that, that they're very close to. Uh, They might, you know, pick that one person in the family that, that they want to spend more time with. You know, I've I've had animal clients say, she's my favorite. <clears throat> He's my favorite, you know, and don't be offended. <laughs> I mean, don't take it personal. Um, it's just them.
0: And it's frequency, I think, a lot of times, don't you? I mean, we operate Very on the same... So. Frequency. I know my son um, lives with us now and he's very loud And the dog. (laughs) The dog like freaks out a little bit because he's still trying to get used to him. But that's he that's just the way he talks, the way he speaks. He's always been like that. So he's sort of like, oh, I'm not having any of that. (laughs) But it's funny how they do have their favorites. I can definitely see that. So tell me how people can get in touch with you, book a session and what you do.
1: So, people can get in touch with me through my website at www.meredithwhitney.com. And it's M E R E D I T H W H I T N E Y.com. And then I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. Uh, Instagram is MW Animal Communicator Medium.
0: And I'll share all that in the in the post okay. when I post the, um, the podcast today. So thank you for joining us today. And thank you, Meredith. It's been enlightening. I love having you on the show.
1: It's been um, an honor and a pleasure to do this interview with you. It was fun. And it's great to see you again.
0: Oh, you too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.